0: No weighty intro, because Tom couldn't be bothered to turn up to do it. Um, so we're filming this in two parts post-Thanksgiving, uh, just because we want to make sure that we get the games covered before, you know, inevitably comes out quite late next week. So, column, let's get right into it. You had the Cowboys versus the Raiders in what was perhaps the game of the Thanksgiving night? I don't know. I was going to say game of the week, but it, it probably wasn't. It was game of Thanksgiving night. Yeah, I mean, Yeah, I mean, if you cut out all the penalties, it probably was one of the games
1: of the season, to be honest. Real back and forth kind of thing. The Raiders led for most of it, uh, but can never quite put the Cowboys away. Cowboys came back into it uh on two drives in the fourth quarter um to level the score. Uh and then took the game two overtime. Uh but the Raiders were able to get into good scoring position and finish the game with a field goal in overtime to win it 36-33 but a lot of the talk coming out of this game was uh, the refs and the excessive penalties that were called, both teams were called for four, uh, 14 penalties one for each um, for a total of I believe it was 260 odd yards, uh, yeah 200, sorry, 276 yards Oof. which is uh, an NFL record uh, so going back to the 80s I believe
0: Yeah, um, understandable <laughs>
1: To be honest, the penalties are a mixture of things. Yes, the refs were calling more ticky tacky penalties than they usually do, but also both teams seem to be playing with a mentality of they won't call, they won't throw a flag for you know if we hold on every play, and uh, the refs decided, yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Hockley is clearly not the best Hockley. Um,
0: but... <laughs> Isn't it Hockley?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Apologies. It's the uh, pluralization of Hockey I, I get
0: muddled. Up <laughs> oh, so yeah. No, if you've got more than two hockulies, it's a Hockey League. There Yeah. There you go. If you're
1: getting to it. Uh, but the game, the game featured some good plays when the penalties weren't being called, Uh Dak throwing some really nice balls, uh, you know, on the sideline to guys like um, Gallup and uh, who the other... Cedric Wilson
0: or Noah Brown. Wilson.
1: Yeah, those kind of guys. Uh, running CD game... Lamb
0: was missed the game with a concussion. For those who were wondering, why is CD Lamb and Amari Cooper not catching it? Lamb had the concussion. Cooper still in uh, COVID protocol.
1: Yeah, Cowboys really struggled to get the run game going. Uh, so Pollard and Elliott combined for 19 rushes, and uh, didn't. Bro- oh, sorry, they broke uh, 61 yards. So not a great game on the ground for them. But that yeah. to be back in solid form once again. Carr, decent with the ball in the air, but the running game really was uh, very strong. But I think the credit to this game actually goes to the Raiders' wide receivers. Run throw, as always, you know, electric, particularly on third downs. Jackson made some really nice deep catches. But the guy that really impressed me was uh, Zay Jones, who, as soon as he got the ball in his hand, was uh, turning around and running upfield like there was a a Madden glitch in him. It was... (laughs) He was just electric for the ball in his hands, and really, I think was the difference
0: between the two sides at the end of the game. I am going to quickly dispute a couple of things. One, Renfro—is he really that important on third down? Because every time he looked like they got into him on third down, it looked like he got like the seventy-five percent of the way there. I don't think he actually converted as many of the third downs as like I had been led to believe that a name nicknames such as Third and Renfro would tell me. I-
1: admittedly both teams struggled on third downs this game but it was also just not that you know in key situations he was kept turning up with the ball in his hands
0: yeah okay fair, yeah I get it in that sense it's just like people talk to me like third and run for it, third and run for and I'm like I didn't see anything that says he was going to correct you know, he was going to convert some of those uh, with the running game you mentioned of Dallas there's a couple things one that offensive line isn't playing as well as it was at the start of the season and I think that hampered Zeke and Pollard. But Zeke was also hampered by the knee injury, which it's now expected that he's going to miss several, not miss several weeks, but like miss a couple of weeks or maybe be you know, rested. Um, I think he's going to be potentially an inactive for the following Thursday night game they have against the Saints. But yeah, interesting that, you know, we'll see what will happen with, with him on that, on that front. Uh, yeah. Come through and the cowboys they're on a bit of a slide but also they seem to be prepping for a playoff run they've lost the last two games you've got a couple cupcake game well, you've got a cupcake games to the, you know to finish the season you've got the you got the giants in there you've got the saints and you expect them to at least win one of the washington games so they're going to get to about 10 wins and make the playoffs so i think they're beginning to you know rest up some of their players i think and that's why we're seeing it with Zeke. It's interesting you mentioned Pollard as well. I can't work out whether I like Tony Pollard or not, like, as a runner. Well, I forgot to mention
1: in there, obviously, he scored the kickoff touchdown. Fair play to him on you know, as a fantastic run. So great that the ref fell over, you know, once yes. again, making it about him. But <laughs> I, I think he is good enough that the Cowboys don't need Elliott. But they're so tied into Elliott, that's not going to happen soon. And, you know, if they can keep Pollard around as, you know, the two-punch to Elliot going forward, great. But if I'm him, there's a good chance you can go and make good money on another team. I'm probably going to go do that.
0: I believe he is a free agent after the year, but I just, for some reason, I get vibes of, like, Mike Davis, like he fits like well in a scheme as a two, but so he's got one more year after this. so That's my bad, but you know he fits like he fits that scheme for me. Love like, I can't see him being the lead guy. So it'd be interesting to see what he does against the Saints on Thursday, where he is given that more that workhorse role, uh, on that front as well. One thing, uh, just final thing to go back to the rest making about them, the final play of this game, took what felt like an eternity. <laughs> Because you had... So it was 4-2, and two, the Dallas 16 for the Raiders in overtime. They had... Uh, and they're lining up for the field goal. Then you had a false start by the centre on the... I it, it was a false start by someone on the line for the Raiders. Yeah. Moves yeah. it back five yards. Then Goodwin commits two neutral zone infractions, which takes it back from the 21 back to the 16 and then eventually gets it to the 11 and on 1st and 10, the Raiders are eventually like, okay, we're just going to kick this and end this game. Like, (laughs) make it a 29. But it was just so painful to be like... I think Carlson he was three... three for four on his kicks that happened in that moment. (laughs) He he scored three of them and then one of them doinked off the post on the second time. So if Goodwin had stayed onside, the game, you know, the Dallas had a chance to win it. It was... Ridiculous to me that they, you know, this game just wouldn't end. I believe at one point I sent in one of the group chats, just please let this thing fucking end, because it was just like <laughs> five minutes of wrath ball and like waiting to see if a kicker does the thing that he needs to. You know, like it was it was painful. But one um,
1: final note for you, Brad. I, I yes. take you've seen it, but are you aware of the coin?
0: Yes, I'm aware of the coin. The coin knows all.
1: Yes. A Raiders fan on the Raiders subreddit has been predicting the outcomes of these games using a coin flip he did at the start of the season, and is so far perfect through 12 weeks. Someone calculated the odds of him doing it right eighteen times, well, 17 times in a row, and it's something like 1 in 10,000 chance, or something absurd to that effect. He's on pace to do that at the moment, obviously the last 6 weeks will be quite crucial, but I mean, all hail
0: the coin. All hail the coin. The coin knows all. Then we shall transition off to catch up with Tom, who has suddenly made himself available of sorts. Um, so I'll do Bills and Saints, and he may be able to chime in, but it's going to be a very short review of very beat-up, and I think I've said this for the Saints the last few weeks, very beat-up Saints team loses to better team. Um, the bills were fine everything that we've said about them still persists they are not true contenders like in the sense of you know that you could see them going to the super bowl but they're they're there um josh allen was four touchdowns and two interceptions on 28 attempts 260 yards matt breeder and Devlin singletary they got more focused than Zach Moss, but I think the Bills are just realizing overall that their running back situation is just dire. Um, they bet Zach Moss was a healthy scratch, and they thought, "Yeah, oh, we'll run the hot hand." But there was really nothing to this. And the Saints, yeah, again missing, starting missing Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. Obviously, Winston's out. Still missing tackles. Still missing wide receivers. Just this is a. A preseason squad that is playing out the season for them now. Uh, only question I got on the Saints really is: Do you re up with Jameis Winston, or are you thinking go out and get a quarterback in this draft or trade for one? Like, what what do you think the situation really is for the Saints going forward, like long term? Yeah. Because this season's done now. It's tough. We've talked about it a couple times before, but it will be
1: a a sellers mo- a buyer's mo- no sorry <laughs> it'll be a quarterback <laughs> uh, tough market right it's going to be <laughs> one where there's going to be a lot of teams probably bidding for very few quarterbacks so in that sense you're gonna to have to overpay to get a guy more so than you would normally overpay for a quarterback
0: so i'm thinking probably stick with winston tom you had I mean I had the Bills and Saints which wasn't a hard watch by any means but you know not not the easiest of watches but you somehow had it worse. Do you want to walk us through Bears Lions? Um
2: it was everything we thought it would be. Um the the Andy and Dalton And you let them led... off the hook? <laughs> yeah. The Andy Dalton led Bears versus the Jared Goff led Lions which is a quarterback matchup that was better than it looked like it was going to be um about 5 days prior um, Jared Goff was 21 of 25 and yet never looked like doing anything go, <laughs> um, bar, go bar, the, bar the long touchdown that he threw to Josh Reynolds um, which yeah. is, can know, we
0: just but... remove that because he had 171 yards and one of them was what like a 40 yarder yeah 39 like yards was, was
2: Reynolds' longest which I assume um, is the touchdown <laughs> But yeah, like David Montgomery struggled to do anything. DeAndre Swift went out injured early. Um, it was sixteen fourteen to the Bears, thanks to a last minute field goal that was essentially allowed by the Lions, playing kind of seven yards off on third and five, and the Bears just took the completion <laughs> got the first down and and like ran out the clock at that point. Um, none of this game was good. I, I mentioned that. I wasn't sure if it was just because we come off this game, but the Cowboys and the Raiders looked like they were playing really kind of sound fundamental football for the first quarter, and I, I wasn't sure if it was just because we didn't have a palate cleanser between these two. It games. was a
0: hundred percent the palate cleanser. <laughs> we covered that, and it was just haymaker football from uh, the Raiders and the yeah. Cowboys. Yeah, but um... hence why there was also I uh, like he said they were playing good fundamental football. Column, you said there was what a record like. Tw- Fourteen penalties Yeah, well, I, that I said in the first quarter. I think I, I, <laughs> I can't imagine
2: many of those are called in the first quarter, but yes. Um I came out of this game like looking at Jakeem Grant, who the who the Bears acquired earlier this season, the Dolphins let walk basically for peanuts. Um man, this dude thinks he's Devin Hester and runs through syrup whenever he's got the ball he takes the ball out <laughs> if it's 9.9 yards deep in the end zone he'll try and return that kick and he'll get to about the 14 every time they tried manufacturing him touches um, they gave him a carry it went nowhere he is he is what Cordero Patterson was
0: two and a half years ago <laughs> um, whoa 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 that's some slander on Patterson who has been <laughs> I said two and, and a half years ago returns man yeah, he was, I think he was still in a
2: return there two and a half years ago <laughs> The um the only kind of bright spot in this entire game is that Darnell Mooney for the second game in a row um, caught an explosive pass this one for 52 yards um, It is Justin Fields' job when he comes back healthy purely because the Bears aren't playing for anything and you have to see what you've got but Andy Dalton gave a good enough account of himself this game where he could be what Cam Newton was last year for a team next year, <laughs> in the
0: you heard it here first. Andy Dalton is the next Cam. Yes, Newton. exactly. In, <laughs> in
2: like you know, you can walk into a team in early August, you know, middle of training camp when the starter goes down, and he can he can navigate you to not completely falling on your face. Um, but outside of that, this this game has been talked about longer than it was probably watched by a large number of people.
0: Yep, worth noting as well, probably the most exciting part of the Detroit Lions offense, DeAndre Swift, has gone down injured as well with a shoulder injury, so he'll miss a few games. So even more reason for this team to be unwatchable. Can um, I
1: just ask you both uh, yes? a question about Cole Komet? No. I was trying
2: to...
1: Oh, okay. No, go i just send a pod there. It's okay.
2: Well, there, there is one more person that needs mentioned, and that's that Levi Onwuzurike got a sack and a tackle for loss in this game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so on
2: Thanksgiving, my boy balls out. Other than that,
0: Nothing. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to call it out, but I believe he ended one of the lines like late drives with that, uh, <laughs> with that sack. Correct? Um,
2: I-, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, even he couldn't keep my full attention on this game when it was the only game on and at a reasonable time for us. Um, so all I saw is that it was in the box stat, and we'll just move on.
1: <laughs> my culkinet question, that? quickly. Okay. Is he a? Where do you rank him amongst tight ends? Is he top
0: five, top no. eight, top ten, what, sixteen? Where where what? where's he ranked? What? Cole Wait. Komet is the Andy Dalton of tight ends. If you're starting Cole Komet, you're looking at how you can improve.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. He's where Jesse James was a
2: couple of seasons ago.
1: Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> nah, just, is it, just, just, is it Jesse, really? Jesse James
2: was was an absolutely fine NFL tight end, and still is. But as Brad said, if he was your tight end one, you'd wish he was your tight end two.
0: <laughs> like, what? Fair enough. You, well, like, question for you then, Colin. Like, what? Where are you perceiving Cole Komet? <laughs> are you looking well, at it and in, like he's the next Kittle, like Kelsey, no. like breakout? Or no, no. I'm. My thinking is after you
1: have kelsey and you have kittle they you know it's been for a couple of years now everyone else right like those are the top two and some darren waller know, mark mark andrews. sorry apologies the no, wall yes but mark, mark, andrews. Free, mark so,
0: andrews is four
1: adding mark andrews in there five <laughs> <laughs> do you want to keep going but, tom Hawkinson, maybe gonna himself so we've got four there but like it. Is, it is a mixed bunch after that right and you know he's come out of this game with eight catches he had six against the Steelers. you know he's he's putting up solid numbers okay he hasn't had a touchdown yet this season but then again he is on that bear's offense and i'm just i'm
0: trying to work out where he ranks i I don't rank him highly i can see why you like him more so than we do Oh uh,
1: no!
2: I'm not saying I, I'm trying so to work it. What I'm saying is I don't know where he ranks. Colin posed the question: Is Cole Komet a top five tight end? And he has 361 receiving yards on the season so far. No, I didn't say.
1: <laughs> I was asking generally where do you rank him? I'm not saying I thought he was a top five. <laughs> well, no, well... but you asked:
2: Is he a top five? That was that was how you started it. <laughs> was, is he in the top five? He's he's
0: overall. I mean, he's a second-year tight end. You rank him after three years, you know, that's when you might see him break out and do something. But for right now, he's not really doing more than being, as I say, the Andy Dalton line of, of tight ends. You start in Colcombeet, you go, cool, we could probably improve this position.
2: Columns just trying to get ahead of it when Kittle goes down with an ankle injury in training camp and the Niners trade like a fifth-round pick for Colcombeet next year. <laughs> that's what this
0: is. <laughs> also, let's just also let's just list of, uh, having pulled up a list of tight ends just so we can get to like oh if there's five or not Gronk is still active in the league true um, just about you put him up there barely yeah, just about Hunter Henry whenever he's healthy is is still up there uh, Kosicki obviously Kyle Pitts will be there probably by the end of the season even though he's basically a receiver and then you've got the likes of Zaka Stalas Goddard yeah. like you would put all those of, in front of him I'm a big fan of Logan Thomas and I think he's a lot better than, than he's rated for. Obviously, we know some people are massive fans of Robert Tonian. Who's, who's, uh, the, still.
2: who's <laughs> the Vikings Titan that went down in training camp?
0: Uh, Irv Smith. Smith
2: Jr. Yeah, Irv Smith. He, yeah, he's, he's rated highly. Conklin's
0: um, got a chance to be rated higher than, than Komet by the end of the season because Conklin's doing fine filling in for Irv Smith. So, sound, nice so question, It sounds like Colin. he's
2: for like bottom 20.
0: Yeah, said, every you, tight end. To answer your question, Colin, I actually feel bad for comparing Andy Dalton to Cole Komet. Uh, I think that's an <laughs> un- <laughs> unreasonable
2: take. Oh, t- Tyler Higby, of course. In in yeah.
0: there's a lot. There's a lot of guys. <laughs> so Cole Komet is the Daniel Jones of tight ends. <laughs> cool. Uh, anything else to say about the Thanksgiving games, Tom? And do you have anything to add on the? Anything just to say about the? Raiders Cowboys other than it's, its Bill Saints
2: it's time we move on right the Lions don't need to be on every Thanksgiving they don't deserve that right until they t- prove that they can be an actual NFL franchise um, the Cowboys I kind of get um, and then the late games obviously a free for all but we don't need to see the Lions every Thanksgiving again that's fine
1: one, sorry, one final thing we should probably know about the Bears is there was talk going into the game that Matt Nagy was going to get fired after the game. Oh, the As fist the pump play—that's
2: not happened. Jeez, when when yeah, so it was reported that he would, and then kind of during the game or just before the game, I think it was reported that actually there's no plans to do that. But man, the fist pump when they kicked a 26-yard field goal to win the game was like nothing I've ever seen in comparison with the the like level of what the play was. It was like. Cool, you've just you've just hit a twenty six yard field goal to beat a winless team in the division and prolong your job until what January? <laughs> it's like yeah, that's a, that's an all world fist pump for that Matt Nagy.
0: The 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 it's worth noting the Bears have never fired a coach mid season, I believe. So the McCaskies have never done that. So here's an interesting fact for you.
1: Uh, until I'm going to say it was 2017 (laughs) Steelers uh, Kevin Colbert (laughs) had never drafted uh, a cornerback in the first round fittingly (laughs) fittingly
2: the the Artie Burns um, situation is is what we refer to it as Um, everything is the way that it's never been done until it is and Artie Burns was toasted for the previously mentioned long touchdown that Jared Goff threw um, on Thanksgiving (laughs) so everything comes back around to Artie Burns
0: there Which we go. Nice. <laughs> Everything revolves around him. Cool. That's it for our Thanksgiving pod. We will be back next week with a shorter but more long form pod. I was I was gonna say it definitely won't be shorter,
2: will it? <laughs> Let's be honest.
0: I mean, we'll be able to go to town on some of the teams, I'm sure, but there'll be a few there'll be a few ones in the end. But this is the Thanksgiving one. We'll get this up. Enjoy your footballing Sunday, and we'll see you all next week. Love you.